Welcome to the Wins and Losses podcast. I'm your host, Michael. We've got Brian. Slack. We've got Aiden here on the Zoom call. For once, there. Yeah. We've got Andrew. Yo. <laughs> We've got Jack. Yeah. So, um, how's, er- how's everybody doing? Doing good, really Michael. Good. How about you? You know, I'm not doing too good. What happened, Michael? What's wrong, uh, buddy? Uh, Is it Bridget? On Monday, no, it's it Bridget? on Monday at school at lunch. So uh, at lunch, Caleb had my lunch, right? So he was sitting with me at the beginning of lunch, right? And he said, wait a minute, I'll be right back. And, you know, he put his food away in the trash can, still had his cup out. So I was like, you know, maybe he's just getting seconds, right? So I waited about like the last 15 minutes of lunch to see if he would come back. He just didn't come back, right? So I had to clean up his table. I had to wipe it down. I had to pick up his cup. And I later found out that he sat with some girls and just didn't tell me, you know? So we addressed this in the chat. And, you know, today I had lunch with him again, right? So I thought it would be a new opportunity for him, a fresh start. And um, so he sat with me at the beginning of lunch, right? And, you know, he had his cup still there and um, there were some crumbs on the table. He said, I'll be right back. And he never returned again. He didn't. I had to wipe down his Objection, 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 objection. I'm talking right now. I'm not in a court. Caleb, I'm talking. Yeah, you're not, you're not a judge. I had to, I, I to wipe down his table again. I had to clean up after. It just really sucks because I thought I had a friend. All right. Now I, I, I'd like to say one thing up. in my defense. I'd like to say one thing in my defense. I threw away my cup today. I threw it away today. Uh, that's um, Brian. That's the point, Brian. Brian, you left me once again. I thought I had this a really friendship. Fun, this is a really fun sports podcast we're doing th- right uh, now. Yeah. I thought I thought we had a friendship, and instead, you know, <clears throat> two times in a row. So this is really helping with me with my fantasy football team. Thanks, guys. So I'm <laughs> yeah. glad everybody had um, a good day. Otherwise, so um, let's get a recap of what's happened since we last talked. Let's start with the game that happened last night as of recording. Um, what did you guys think? Russ for MVP. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll move on to that sure. later. But, but um, I personally, was, the Seahawks defense, oh, they, they stepped up. They looked improved. They, they, for once. Improved for is once. a very low bar, Michael. Getting I mean, yes. All that, yes. I mean, they went from league worst to, I mean, league average. That's. I'm not sure that's even league average, but okay. that's not that Yeah, that definitely is not league average. They the still let up 20 points. <laughs> the improvement they made last night, I thought, was um pretty Ad- like, holding the admirable. Admirable. 21 points. Um, they always I, – I, it felt like there was pressure on Kyler almost every snap. Um, they held D-hop to, like, 50 yards. I mean, if this defense can play average – every game and the offense can put up 30 points. I mean, the team, this team might go on a deep run, but it really just depends on that defense. You guys agree? 
Yeah, I, I feel like it would Michael. take more than being league average, yeah. but that's just my personal opinion. Well, I think I think if the Seahawks defense can be league average, I think they'll go to the Super Bowl because their offense is like the best. Like their passing offense has like potential to be the best in the league. And if their defense is just at least average, you know what I mean? Like, that's what's holding them back right now is their horrible yeah. defense. So, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, sure. So, um, Brian, had a good, Brian had a good point that I want to bring up yesterday about how you need running backs in the offense to have, like, a balanced attack. And, like, we saw yesterday um, Chris Carson wasn't back, but Carlos Hyde was back. And you saw that offense looked so much better than it looked, what was it, the last – Two so games when yeah. Chris Carson or Carlos Hyde. I mean, against the Bills and the um, Rams, that offense looked dreadful and looked dreadful. It looked it looked back to how we saw it, you know, the first five weeks of the season. Um, let's get to another game that happened. Um, Lions versus Washington. There's three teams in the NFL when they have a lead. Even if they were leading by like thirty, you'd feel still think that like, oh, there might be a chance this team comes back. The Lions, the Chargers, and the Falcons. And any yep. team going against the Seahawks, Happens. don't forget that. What? Any team going against the Seahawks as well. Just remember. Fine. Yeah. So that almost happened against uh, against Washington um, Sunday. Um, they won all. Like, uh, all of a sudden, just. Washington, Alex Smith, Jack, what did you think about him? Um, he looked he looked all right. He looked like he was really good at getting the ball out quick, and he didn't try to force it downfield. He like took what they gave him, and he made like really short passes. But they kept moving the ball downfield pretty well, which was good. So I think he looked all right. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised at how well Smith played, considering that one of his legs is all deformed. It's just crazy that he can still play to this high of, high of a level. Um, Browns versus Texans. That was the most boring game of the week, for sure. Um, very high scoring, 10-3. to 3. Um, Just, you guys think the Browns are contenders? What? No. Yeah, I mean. no. Contenders no. for what? Playoff contenders or Super Bowl contenders? Well, let me read. Playoff contenders. Not super let, let me sure. rephrase no, no, no. it. Okay. How how far do you got? How far do you guys think we'll go? I think they're wild card. Wild card. Yeah. Not Especially past the first they, round of the playoffs. Not past no wild card. I don't think. Playoffs, but yeah. No, but let's look at here. It this way, depending on how Corona affects the season, they might be. You know what I mean? Like, didn't they say that there might be eight, might eight playoff years. teams in each conference? Yeah, so they could be not even they could make it past the first round because they could potentially play. I don't know, like I don't know, like a, the Patriots if they make a comeback here. But yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I think yeah. they could do it. Um, about yeah, you, you bringing up the Patriots, the um, Ravens Patriots game. Aiden, Brian, what happened? <laughs> um, Lamar played well. You can't deny Hollywood can't ball. get open. Hollywood is not a soldier. He is not a soldier. I mean, I th- yeah. Uh, Hollywood can't whine on Twitter. You don't have to explain what happened. Ball. Just, I mean, you don't have to make excuses. Just explain what happened. Well, about Hollywood, I mean, 
it's to say that he's massively underperforming. Mm-hmm. Definitely. How high he was drafted in the first round receiver. He shouldn't have been the first receiver. I mean, don't draft skill players in the first round unless they're a generational talent. I mean, you just don't do it. I mean, you see all these guys in the like the third round, the second round, late round picks, skill position guys, you know, these are positions where like you might not see exactly like the talent jumping off the charts and like college, you might not, you know, like of course Alabama, Oklahoma, they're going to have like that one big receiver each year that goes in like first round, right? You know, you got your Jalen Waddle this year, you know, of course there's Devontae Smith. Yeah. You're going to have that one generational talent that will go in the first round, but then you can get like, the other guys like the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, late second round guys. And, you know, people like Antonio Brown, for instance, someone who went to Central Michigan, that's the school, right? I mean, Central yeah. Michigan. Yeah. Nobody heard of the dude. I mean, nobody heard of him. And look at him. You know, these are, you, know, you don't draft a skill position player that high. You just don't do it. I mean, Rashad Penny is Seattle's running back. I mean, look at what's happened with him. He's, I mean, Chris Carson is just, you know, Chris Carson, seventh round pick. He's playing ahead of Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny's on IR and I do can't stay healthy, but still, I mean, you just don't skill position players in the first round. Um, you guys think Miami's legit? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You want to elaborate on it, Jack? Two is pretty good. Two is undefeated as their starting quarterback. I don't know. Yeah, the defense is very strong. When you watch Tua, I mean, it, it it kind of reminds you of Russell Wilson the way he like scrambles and creates plays with his legs, and like he moves yeah. really well. Yeah, he's, and also he, something yeah. else to be realized is that he hasn't thrown a single interception, which shows that even as a rookie, how many touchdowns has he thrown though? Six, seven. Might Are you wrong. sure? He's uh, really cons- that doesn't sound he, right. Let me quick check that. So. He's had a lot of help, though. The defense has scored the like defense, touchdowns. The, 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 defense is, the defense is definitely what's um, carrying this team. The defense is really good. Brian, Brian Flores, um, really good coach. Really good, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. He, I think he did make year, the right call. I mean, remember last year, Miami was like, they went undefeated for like, what was it, three-fourths of the season? And then, like, towards the end, they, like, turned it up, and people were like, now you can see what, like, Brian Flores is, like, building around in Miami. Mm-hmm. He's, he made some off, off – uh, I mean, he made some defensive um, acquisitions this summer. He brought in um, – Byron Jones. He brought in Byron Jones from the Cowboys. I mean, do you, Illinois. He's got playmakers on the defense. I mean, he, he um, defense is really good. Um, how many touchdowns has he thrown? Five. Five touchdowns. Less than six. Yeah. That's still so, um, good for a rookie with no interceptions. Yeah. Aiden, yeah, what's the um, Aiden, what's the standings? What are the standings looking like? All right. So number one seed is Pittsburgh in the AFC. The number two seed is Kansas City. The three seed is Buffalo. Number four seed is the Colts. Five seed is Las Vegas. The six seed is Miami. And the seventh seed is the Ravens. And the Browns, Titans, and Patriots are all in the hunt. And the NFC, the Packers are number one seed. 
The Saints are the number two seed. The Cardinals are <laughs> number three seed. That's false. Not oh, anymore. I updated. Oh, I updated that. Mm, um, someone wasn't prepared. Shave. Shave. Forgot to update all this. <laughs> all right. Okay. I did this before Thursday. All right. Um, Philly's number four seed. Tampa Bay is the six seed. LA or the yeah, the Rams are the six seed, and the Seahawks are the seven seed. That's not true. The After last week, the Seahawks. Week, the Seahawks and the three seed. Flip the Seahawks. Flip the Seahawks I'm sorry to, the to, our, to our loyal listeners who are listening right now. I apologize for this man's incompetence. No, no, I did it before we. We deeply on. apologize. <laughs> we are three week eleven. He wasn't prepared, obviously. Truly sorry for this embarrassment He's face to the this podcast. Week. I wouldn't so, do. Uh, I'm just letting you guys know. So yeah. Um, if Will can ever join the call, he'll um, take your place for the standings. Yeah. Well, it's not on the call, by the way, listeners, because kids in the neighborhood were throwing a football around and it hit the telephone pole, which knocked down a wire, apparently. That's what the story is. So, oh, my Lord. Um, Andrew, what are the injuries looking like? Okay. <laughs> um, the injuries, here we go. We got Calais Campbell. He did not practice this week. And listed as doubtful. Um, so he's not totally ruled out yet, but it's not looking good. He's probably not going to play. Uh, Clowney, Jadavion Clowney, uh, Titans outside linebacker, ruled out versus Ravens. This is going to be a big blow to the Titans defense because I have the same amount of sacks as Clowney right now. Same amount of sacks as Clowney. We all do. Yeah, we all uh, do. No, but Clowney is, a, Clowney is a big part in the run defense. And the Ravens have a very run-heavy offense, so I think that they're the Ravens are going to uh, excel that game. Uh, Drew Brees out multiple out with multiple rib fractures and a collapsed lung. Um, he's on IR they right now. On isn't IR. They, put, yeah. they put him on IR. They put him on IR until the Eagles game, and we <laughs> yeah they put him on IR this morning. Um, people say they think he'll be back after he's able to like come back, you know, after three weeks. But I think I think he'll miss four weeks, four he or five. He's going to do I his job, man. <laughs> Yeah, um, uh, Matt job. Stafford. Hey, 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 this is my segment, Michael. Are you okay? Matt Stafford, <laughs> um, all right, he's quite he was ruled as questionable, but Kenny Galladay and Danny Amendola both have been ruled out. So, um, you know, even if Matt Stafford comes to play, I think that offense is still going to be bad. Um, Devontae Adams, he was limited in practice, but it looks like he's going to be active. Um, he uh uh what what I don't know exactly what his injury was, but I saw some uh you know some footage from practice and he looked you know full full uh full strength, so I think he'll play. Uh DeAndre Swift has been ruled out, another Lions mm-hmm. player. Uh just hurts their offense even more. Joe Mixon also ruled out. So Bengals playing the um who are the Bengals playing this week? The Washington. Bengals are playing Wash the Washington football oh, team. Washington, Washington football. Team. Washington. So yeah, the uh, so yeah, Joe Mixon, big part of that offense. He's a good receiver and you know obviously a running back. But yeah, that's gonna hurt. And Panthers, uh, looking to looking to do everything they can to be able to start Bridgewater this week, but it's not looking good. He didn't do anything Wednesday or Thursday in practice, and um, he doesn't look like. You know, he doesn't look like himself out there, and I don't think that they're going to push him too far. Can you uh, remind to us what the injury is? 
Is his knee, I think? Is it his knee? I'm not sure. Mm. It's either his knee or his shoulder. All right. I can't hear you. Two opposite parts of the body. (laughs) Okay, but yeah, and also Christian McCaffrey has been ruled out, so. Yeah, it's Bridgewater's yeah, that knee. Offense is, that's his knee, yeah. It's his knee, yeah. So he's gonna be he's gonna be uh there the Panthers offense is gonna be very limited in that game if Bridgewater doesn't play. And yeah, that's that's about it for the big names. Yeah. So um, uh, we'll go into um what Drew Brees not being on the Saints um means for the Taysom Hill. But um for now, um college basketball is starting up. And um, let's talk about it. So um, in the Big Ten right now, it's absolutely stacked. You've got Iowa, Illinois, Wisconsin, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State, Purdue, Rutgers, Indiana, and Maryland. They are all good this year. It's insane. So this is probably going to be the conference that sends the most teams to the tournament this year. Um, But locally, though, let's talk about Maryland. I personally think that they're going to have a tough year. I do. Um, they've lost Cowan. They've lost Jalen Smith. Um, you can't just lose your top two scorers and then somehow expect to replace them with a bunch of transfers and some low-star recruits. So um, this could be a very tough year for them, considering how good the conference is. So they gotta they got to win the out-of-conference games for um, this season. They've got to win those games. On the ACC, um, it's not the top conference this year, actually, um, contrary to um, other years in the past, which is crazy because it seems like the ACC is always the best conference. They're still very top-heavy. They still got um, number four, Virginia, number nine, Duke, um, number 16, USC, and um, number 21, Florida State. So they're they're still a pretty good conference, but they're not as stacked as they are. have been in previous years. So, um, Aiden, what's going on in the Big 12? All right, so the top teams are Baylor, Kansas, Texas Tech, Texas, and West Virginia. All five of them are, are ranked top 15 in the AP polls. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's basically it. Nice. So, um, Kansas is probably going to win that again. They always win that. Yeah, or so. Baylor. Um, what about um, the Big East, Brian? So, the Big East actually expanded to 11 teams this year as they rewelcomed UConn from the AAC with a winning team in 2014. Since UConn, since UConn left, Villanova mainly dominated the conference. And in 2019, they sent five teams to the big tournament. Last season before the cancellation, last season before the cancellation, Seton Hall, Creighton, and Villanova split the crown. A player mm-hmm. to keep an eye on this year is Marcus Zagorowski, the Creighton guard. All right. Yeah. Um, so Will was going to talk about the Pac-12. Unfortunately, um, a wire in his neighborhood fell down because kids were throwing a football. You so, already said that. So I guess I'll talk <laughs> about did. it. Um, so there's three teams in the preseason AP poll. You got number 18, um, Arizona State, number 20, Oregon, and number 22, UCLA. UCLA is going to look to return to dominance. Um, Senior um, Chris Smith, last year's leading scorer and the Pac-12 most improved player of the year, 
will be leading UCLA this year. So yeah, that's that. Um, and it seems like we got a special guest coming up. Did we forget the SDC? Yes. I think we forgot the SEC. Oh, the SEC. Jack, what's up in the SEC? Yes. So the SEC has two ranked teams this year. Kentucky is ranked 10th and Tennessee is ranked 12th. And last year, Kentucky finished first in the division and they were ranked eighth last year. They were 15 and three. And Auburn came in second. They were 12 and six and were ranked 20th. And the SEC, Georgia produced Anthony Edwards, who was the number one pick in the draft this year. He's that was gone. interesting. Yep. So that's cool. And um, Will has joined the call. I don't know if he can hear me. Will, are you here? Congratulations, Will. I don't oh. think he's here. All right. Bill is not able to. It doesn't look like he's here right now. So, right now, NBA free agency is going on. A lot of rumors are swirling around. So, um, let's start talking about them. First of all, James Harden rumors. James Harden has been rumored that he wants to leave Houston. Um, Brooklyn is um, rumored as the top favorite to land him, but also Philadelphia is also rumored. Um, Ryan, what do you think about this? He's not here either. Why are he leaving? Where did he go? Oh, there he is. There he is. Okay, Okay, we're just going to skip over you. Um, So, Andrew, what do you think about this? James Harden to the Nets with Katie and Kyrie? Um, I think think that if he goes to the Nets, they're going to be in very good shape. And I think the only reason that they didn't make the play. (laughs) Jack, what do you think? think Really? No, hey. Okay, go ahead, Jack. No, no, no. Jack, go ahead. Do you think three top ten players is going to put them in good shape? You think you think they'll be a good team with that? That's interesting. It's a very controversial it, take. Well, it's interesting all though right, because all three of them they're primary ball handlers. So, I mean, Steve Nash, a potential name for the podcast, seven also. seconds or less <laughs> offense in um, Brooklyn. I don't know how that's going to work because you're going to have both Kyrie and James Harden doing their little stuff around the perimeter between the leg crap. I mean, it's going to annoy Katie. It's going to annoy each other. They're all going to, at some point, tensions are going to boil over. But um, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. But um, that definitely could happen. Um, Another Houston Rocket, Russell Westbrook, John Wall. That's a trade that's been talked about. Thus, Brian, what do you have to say? I mean, just. It doesn't make sense to me because for the Rockets, this would be a bad trade because they're not, they don't know who they're getting. John Wall hasn't played in a, in a long time. I think, oh, oh, definitely over a year. An Achilles injury, one of the worst injuries that a basketball player can get, and then also towards ACL. Definitely not good for them especially if they want to keep playing at a high level, this would genuinely just be a rebuilding move for them. And for the Wizards, it's also not a good move because what well, Russell Westbrook isn't going to help put them into the upper echelon of Eastern teams. Might even bring them down, actually. And right now, they, Wall and, and Beal probably have very good chemistry and very likely they, they don't want to split it up. 
So I highly recommend they just keep things the way they are. Yeah, the trade doesn't really make sense. You're trading an injury-prone, egotistical point guard for an injury-prone, egotistical point guard. So, um, Who gets triple-doubles? One of them gets triple-doubles. So, The other one puts up gang signs. Yes. So, that's all he does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, speaking of the Wizards, um, they drafted not, number nine overall, Denny Avdia. Um, an Israeli forward. So um, I personally, I do not like to pick. Um, I don't understand why you're drafting somebody who is a long-term development project. You know, I don't understand why you have that going on. Wow, this is a win-now situation with the Wizards. You know, Wall's getting up there. Um, if, we trade for, if we trade for Westbrook, Westbrook's getting up there. So I just don't see the reasoning behind um, drafting a dude who's a project. And Can I say something? He, he, he struggled in the Euro League where Luka Doncic no. did. Um, last year, he averaged four points a game, 1.2 assists, and 2.6 rebounds. I mean, just he was 43% from the field. And he shot 27% from the three-point range and 55.6% from the free-throw line. I don't personally, I don't think this is the best pick either, but from what I've read about him, he seems to have a very good touch for the game. The what I really could see him be is like a Russell Westbrook type player, and that not because of his athleticism. Wait, but, what? <laughs> let me finish. Let me finish. No, you <laughs> let me finish. I say, I, say, I say this because. He has an amazing touch for passing the ball. And after and as much as he may have struggled in the Euro League, he's going to be more NBA ready than a lot of other players, which in an end kind of helps the win now situation. And that is just an awful take. That is just well, a bad take. I'm just trying to be optimistic. Comparing about this some six nine Israeli forward to <laughs> Russell Westbrook. <laughs> All I'm trying to say is I'm trying to be optimistic. Yeah, and it's not. The Wizards have just, not. No. I don't remember Jack, the last time Jack, I, was, what do you, I was honestly happy about a Wizards pick. I don't know. I feel like he has a lot of potential, it sounds like. Yeah, his, he has potential. But he, he has sucked the in most, the EuroLeague. He sucked in the EuroLeague. He wasn't good. He has the second most potential, I would say, behind like LaMelo Ball out of the players that came out in this draft. So from that standpoint, it was a good pick. I could see him coming in and being in sort of like a Michael Porter Jr. role for the first year or two to see how he develops as a player. I but totally disagree. I think guys, it's an interesting You guys are giving him way too much credit. You're giving him way too much credit. Have you seen him play? Yeah, I watched some highlights. But of course, right. good for you. You don't see the bad stuff. I looked at his stats. He sucked from three. He was under 60% from the free throw line. What does that tell you? Oh, there, there you go. Bad shot. Bad so, shot. I just, I don't, I was really hoping for Obi Toppin. That really kills me that he went one pick before us to the Knicks. Especially to the Knicks? Like the Knicks. That was a dagger. The Knicks actually seem to be making good decisions now. And like, so. 
There are so many other players we could have picked other than him that I think would have picked positions of need in a way. I mean, there's still Tyrese Halliburton on the board. You saw Devin Vassell, who's a wing who can really shoot, something we, something we need right now. I mean, when you look at our wing players, I don't think Troy Brown and Isaac Bonga are going to be killing you. I mean, I'm just I, – I don't know, man. I don't know. And we'll see what happens with Bertans. No news so far tonight. But um, <sighs> don't like the pick at all. I do not like the pick. But, um, yeah, I don't like the pick at all. I don't know why they picked him. Okay. So – Let's talk about the Warriors for a second. So, Clay Thompson is out with an Achilles injury. They drafted James Wiseman number two overall, and they um, traded for Kelly Oubre just the other day. So, obviously, the Clay Thompson injury, obviously, it hurts them a lot, right? But they're still going to have a lineup, barring injuries, of Curry, Wiggins, Oubre, Draymond, and James Wiseman. Where do you guys see them finishing this year? Like, where do you guys – What do you guys? Fourth seed, maybe second round, fourth round. Jack, what do you think? Um, I think there'll be a low playoff seed. Low I don't know. Yeah. If they had Clay, this would be a different story. They could, they could go all the way if they had Clay, but – I definitely That's agree. If they had play, I mean, you would have had a really good starting lineup, plus Kelly Oubre coming off the bench. I mean, but that that, that that injury really hurts them. It hurts them a lot. But you also can't forget that there are 10 playoff teams now because of the play-in. So yes, even just getting the 10th seed could still give them a chance to make the playoffs, which is... Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean... If the Warriors um, start losing games at the beginning of the season, um, Steph will just, I mean, he'll coward out again and sit out with a broken hand for five months that Gordon Hayward had the same injury and came back after one month. You know, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to go into how I feel about Curry, but, I mean, I, that was extremely weak by him. That was, hey. I mean, come on. But, you know, <laughs> at least the Warriors are not the light-skinned Warriors. Yeah, <laughs> that was really that was yeah. a really funny one, Caleb. Hard hitting yeah, journalism just, right there. So, um, <laughs> Almost as good as your Joe Burrow joke last week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm here for. We have a new segment this week. It's called Clown of the Week. So, um, this so we'll be talking about anybody who was a clown this week. And um, here we go. I'll start. Doesn't have to be sports related. Obviously, it doesn't have to be sports related. It can be pop culture, it can be politics, whatever. We'll stray away from politics. But, um, I'll start with my clown of the week, and it is the D'Amelio sisters. Lame. <laughs> so, I don't know if you guys have seen what happened, but I think everybody who's listening. I saw. Michael follows them very closely. So. <laughs> I do not follow them closely. <laughs> But uh, apparently they had some show called Dinner with the D'Amelios, and that was the first episode. James Charles was there, I guess, and um, there was a private chef there, right? And um, I guess the private chef the private chef um, served a meal that had snails in it, right? And um, when Dixie had the snails, 
she um she spit them out in front of the chef, right? And then Charlie asked the chef if he, she can have any dino nuggets, right? Um, earlier on in that episode, um, Charlie started complaining about her follower account that she didn't have a hundred million yet. Michael follows them very closely. I do not make different accounts closely. to get them more. This followers. is not. This is a true fake news. It's just journalism. She had ninety-nine million then. Obviously, followers are dropping like flies now. But um, basically, the um, fallout from this, Dixie, basically, she went on TikTok and she said basically that her crew set it up that she, the crew set it up that she would get snails because they know she throws up a lot or something, which just seems like a bad excuse because would that be a setup then? Like, were they setting her up for failure? I don't understand that. And then Charlie went on Instagram Live and she was crying. Um, I don't condone. I don't condone the death threats at all. But I mean, she was doing too young for this excuse. Well, that's good. And that she, 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 she was doing the I'm too young for this. And that I don't know if I want to do this anymore. I mean, come on, you're a millionaire and you're you're still a minor. What are you complaining about? I mean, come on. So the moral of the story is basically fame and money isn't enough for the Demilio sisters. Um. Who's our next clown of the week? Yes, sir. Gotta be Rudy Giuliani. That's name sounds like spaghetti. Anywho, he's been frequently put forth as the speaker for the president, and quite frankly, he's been woeful. In his last time speaking, he called the Philadelphia Eagles a basketball team. I mean, maybe they should try it. They suck at football. But beyond that, he has a 1-27 in record on his law uh, which is the same amount of wins as I have in my fantasy league. So and I think the Jets would that. beat him head to head. And the worst part was his hair dye was just falling out. Like he had he hair dye. Fl- he, he 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 was sweating profusely, and he had hair dye just, just going down his cheeks. It was it was nasty. It was nasty, and um. Last but not least, who's our last clown of the week? So my clown of the week is Justin Herbert's barber. Because um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw that haircut, but it was not great. He looked like he aged reversed like ten years because of that haircut. He looked <laughs> like he looked like the villain from Toy Story One. <laughs> so and we found out afterward. That the guy who cut his hair was the Chargers strength and conditioning coach. So I guess <laughs> you get what you pay for. So I don't know. So, there's our clown of the week segment. Um, we have some updates regarding um, the NFL, uh, not the NFL, the NBA free agency. Um, De'Aaron Fox, um, he signed a five-year $163 million extension for the Kings. So that's good for the Kings. They lock him up for a while. And um, we'll get back to you guys if anything happens while we're recording. So um, let's get to our debate for this week. Jack, what's the top? All right. The debate topic this week is who is the NFL MVP right now? Some candidates to put forward are Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Mahomes, potentially Dalvin Cook or Josh Allen. I don't know. Just some people. If you're going to throw Dalvin Cook in there, you better put Kamara in there as well. 
That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Who's arguing who? Mahomes and Big Russ. All right. Okay, go ahead. Andrew said Mahomes. Start it off. All right. Okay. So the reason I'm picking Mahomes is, I mean, I think that Mahomes is the clear MVP candidate uh, as of now. Um, Mostly for the reason he hasn't had a game where he's, he's been broken down uh, as, as Russell Wilson has this season. He's uh, he has a total of 2,687 passing yards on the season. Um, He, and his touchdown and interception ratio, he has 25 touchdowns to one interception and uh, he has a 67% completion rating or sorry, completion percentage. Um, And the only interception he threw against was against the Raiders. Um, And that'll be interesting because they play again this week. So it'll be interesting to see what happens that game. And I'm just going to pull up some of Russ's stats here. Um, In the last three games, Russell Wilson has a one and two record and he has a four touchdown to four interception ratio. And before yesterday, the Cardinals game, he had an 0-2 record with two touchdowns and four interceptions, not including fumbles. Um, you know, and on the season, Russell Wilson does have more pa- – he has more passing touchdowns, 30 touchdowns. But he also has nine more interceptions than Mahomes at 10. And I um, – yeah, I just – Mahomes hasn't had a game where he's – you know, when he gets under pressure, he just – he uh, he just um, – he just uh, – <laughs> He yeah. just, you know, falls apart. He just falls apart. Um, and I'm not saying Russell Wilson isn't, isn't close right now um, because he brought it back a little bit with the Cardinals game. But I think that he uh, – I think Mahomes is the clear is the clear MVP favor right now. Well, right. Andrew was very quick to go after the competition right there. Yes. All right. <laughs> Even with the 7-3 right. record that was really close to being 6-4, Russell deserves this for the amount of importance he holds to the Seahawks offense. How much oh. better he's been than rest, the rest of the league. Shut up, Aiden. Brian's talking. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's on pace to break the touchdown records this season. He scored 30 touchdowns this year with a touchdown percentage of 8.3%. Now, further, he has a higher completion rate than what's the word, Mahomes, with 70.7, with a 70.7% completion rate, which is about 7% higher than Mahomes. So no, even if Mahomes is three, up, it's three. about 3% higher. It's about 3% higher. Do the higher. math. Oh, but Mahomes has 63. Mahomes is 67. All right, all right, all right. Just keep going. Football. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Furthermore, he has the Seahawks at the top of the hardest division in football while vying for the number one seed in the NFC. Mahomes is playing in a division with the to be fair, Broncos, the Raiders, Broncos Raiders, and, and Chargers, Raiders which Raiders two of those teams have a below 500 record. And the other, in what's the word? In the NFC West, you have the Rams the Cardinals, and the 49ers, which are all teams vying for a playoff spot. So I think that also goes to Russell's direction as well. And as the running backs have often been injured and the defense seemingly haven't gone to visit the Supersonics, Russ has been one of the only teams keeping, one of the only things keeping this team afloat. And you can make the argument that with any lesser QB, the Seahawks 
would only be a bright green version of the Vikings. Therefore, I think the most valuable player on any team would be Russ. Very good argument. Essay right there, beautifully written. Um, Aiden, you have an opinion. What is yours? I do. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't research this. I think the MVP is Kyler Murray. I don't really have a research because I was just told to do this earlier. But you know, he led to the as Taylor would say, he he led um, what's it called? The Cardinals to a six and four record in the NFC West, which is the hardest division of football. And he's about like five foot three, which is impressive being a quarterback. If you can't see over the O line. Oh, wait, here, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I saw this last night. You can all right. So imagine that Kyler Murray, when he runs, is a little kid who just stole candy. Oh, dude, I saw that. I can't get, I can't get that out of my head I now. Can't stop That's what, exactly what he looks like, dude. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Dad just added on. So, sorry about that. Actually. Just had to say it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I just had. I had to. It had to be said. That's all I got. So, um, Jack, Jack, who won? Who lost? Who's the winner? Who's the loser? Well, I guess we'll have losers. Does anybody else have anything left that they think they need to say for well, their of case? Course, of, course I I like to, of course, I'd like oh, to sign yes. Ryan here. Can I talk? I'm talking. <laughs> I'm talking right Go ahead, now. Michael, I'm sorry. Yeah, you are. <laughs> of course, I'd like to side with Brian here. I think Russ is... MVP, I mean, just, I mean, the whole team out All of right. I mean, So the kid wearing a Seahawks jersey, I'm seeing some extreme bias. I just acknowledged, statement. okay, I just acknowledged the bias. I just Michael's statement has been disregarded. Okay. Anybody else <laughs> have ahead. anything left to say? All right, I think I'm, okay, you don't I'm have to raise your hand Caleb. and talk. Andrew, just talk. All right. Um, I just wanted to say, in the past three games, Mahomes is 3-0, and and he's 10 touchdowns to zero interceptions. Obviously, I listed out Russ's past three games, and which is, you know, quite possibly the complete opposite of Mahomes. Okay. And I just don't okay. think that an MVP hold can on, have games on. like that. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Hey, tell me the three, tell me the three teams Mahomes played against. Is getting salty. You're, all right. Obviously, they played the, the the Chiefs played the Jets, the Broncos, and who who did they just play? I know Panthers. They, before the bye week, the that's Panthers. pretty weak. Panthers. So and okay, those now, who did, the, now who did Russell play? Right? Who did Russell play? Russell played the the Bills, the Rams, and the Cardinals. Yes. Look at let me, hold on. I'm gonna pull something up right now. Okay, this isn't, here. Right. Do you, did Russ lose because of him or because of how atrocious is? Atrocious his defense was. Okay, he threw a couple bad interceptions. But... He had he some picks. bad interceptions. Well, All right, let me look at this. No, <clears throat> okay, we've had, had enough. Ravens, we've had enough. We've had enough. Jack, who's the winner? Who's the loser? No, I was like, we three. That's irrelevant. Now. We okay, don't care fine. about Go that. Go ahead, Andrew. Go ahead. Fine. Against the Ravens, a very good team. He had 385 yards, four touchdown passes, zero interceptions. Okay, what did what did Russell do against that New England defense? You want me to? All right, no, all right, that's great. That's go really ahead. great. No, go ahead, pull the up. The verdict is in. Pull up. The verdict Gilmore, is JC in. Jackson, McCordy, pull it up. Come on, come on. The verdict is in. The winner no. is no. Brian no. No. Amugi. What? There we go. Because he had the strongest no. argument. 
I take Aiden, this one with you, Aiden Brian. was surprised for some reason. Even well, though I, had, had I, no that, I can't even tell. So, so right. you know, not Brian all. made the most compelling case. He is the winner tonight. Hold on, Andrew, I, 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 Andrew, Andrew is who, a loser. Tell me the stat line against so, the Patriots. It I literally matter. just I did, and then I swiped it out. I'm not going to pull it back up. Jack, tell me, you wait, why? Why did you say Caleb won? He had the most compelling argument. I would say Andrew is the loser, but Aiden is the biggest loser. He has the worst <laughs> argument. I was told so, 20 minutes ago. <laughs> so that's that concludes our debate for the day. Uh, thank you. Okay. Objection. What? Objection. This is something objection. This isn't court. Yeah. <laughs> You're not in court. Thanks. Okay. So okay, let's get to the lines of the week. And I'd first like to address the um, loyal listeners of the show. There's many. We know you're I did out not there. do good last Thousands, week. Maybe millions. I did not. Okay, I'll, I'll call out some loyal listeners right now. Peter Woodward, if you're listening, thank you. We love you. We love you. We love you, Peter. Lily. Um, Lily. Thank you for the support. Who else? Um, come on, guys. Name Brady names. Campbell. Brady Campbell, if you're listening, yep. thank you. Will, uh, Will Stancic. <laughs> Will Stancic. <laughs> if you're listening, thank you. No, we have a spot open for you if you ever get your internet back. Um, there's a couple more. Um, Zakar, thank you. Um, mm-hmm. Ben, if you're listening, biggest hater, but we still love you. Um, um, you know, a lot of, lot of loyal listeners, and we'd like to thank them. But I'd also like to address them right now. I did not do good in college football last week, okay? I was open. But look, I stand by the record I have right now. My record is pretty good pulling it up for you right now um overall my total record is um i'm 102 i'm i'm 102 81 and two so i have a winning record so far this year so i'm nine and six in the nba 42 and 42 in college football had a little had had a down week last week it'll get back up i promise you guys and in the nfl i'm killing it i'm 54 36 and two what does that mean because that's the only on like game bets. The bets I got on, like, game picks. I got wrong. Okay, okay. Ties are the pushes. But um Okay. Stand by my record, okay? So if you're gonna jump the ship now, just leave. Brady, you criticized my pick last week about the <laughs> having a close game. You criticized it and I got it right. It wasn't a close game. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it, was. Close. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Touchdown game. I yeah, but that's you said it was going to be like a, you said like very close, like down to like field goal, like like sixty yard field goal. That's what I It was. It was down. It was pretty six points. It was. It was. It was a close game. No, it was. But can you, you know, guys just back me game. once? Can you just back me once, Andrew? <laughs> like, why do you have? Like, you guys are telling me I didn't give you enough time to prepare. Aiden's saying that. I mean, like, come on. Right, I didn't say I that. Think, I never said that. Yes, right. you did. Okay. Anyways, oh. like I was saying. I'll get to my lines. Ohio State, Indiana, over 66 and a half. Um, this is going to be a high-scoring game. Ohio State averages 46.3 points per game. Indiana averages 37 points per game. Um, next, you got Liberty, um, NC State, over 67. And that's going to be another high-scoring game. Um, NC State um, averages 33.5 points per game. And they've allowed 33.8 points per game. 
Liberty Liberty's defense has um allowed some high scoring um games and Liberty's offense averages 40.5 points per game. So this is also gonna be another high scoring game. So it's the overs club this weekend, college football. And then for the NFL, I have one pick. I originally chose New Orleans minus four and a half versus Atlanta because Jameis against Atlanta in his career. For some reason, he's been absolutely lights out. 65% completion percentage, 277.6 yards per game, and he has a 25 to 9 touchdown to interception ratio in nine games. And knowing Jameis, that's pretty good. But instead, I found that this morning that Taysom Hill will be starting instead. So I'm going to have to. That's not true. I, yes, he will. He's Sean not- Payton hasn't made a definitive decision yet. Sources tell ESPN. Okay, give me. Yeah. Give me a break. Yeah, but Sean Payton does, has not made a definitive decision yet. Hey, I still think they'll go with Taysom, but they're, 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 they're trying. What do you think they're Sean trying. Payton's doing right now? Twiddling his thumbs in his office, still think? No, I think that they're trying to make the make the Falcons confused until the absolute last moment. So Either way, I think they're week. Taysom Hill is starting. So I'm switching my pick from New Orleans, minus four, to Atlanta, the underdog, plus four, the reason for that is, um, Andrew, you know this, the last few years, um, the Saints-Falcons games have been extremely weird. Um, since 2017. You're not wrong. Since 2017, um, it's um, the head-to-head records is a tie, 3-3 three to three even split. Um, you have that Thanksgiving game last year where the Saints were up big and then somehow young Wei Koo gets three successful onside kicks. That's my man. It's just, yeah, and um, he's incredible. He really Taysom, is. Taysom Hill, and um, so with Taysom Hill starting, um, you have to look at what he's done as a quarterback. Nothing. And um, in college, he wasn't good. He had a fifty-eight point five percent completion percentage. He had a high turnover rate in his five years at BYU. Um, Forty-three touchdowns compared to thirty-one interceptions. Um, passing, he's only thrown a, um, 20 passes um, regular season and um, um, postseason. He's 11 for 20 in his NFL career, and he has one interception compared to no touchdowns. So um, I think this, I, I, I think this will be a close game. I do. So I'll take Atlanta given the four points. And I'll be pleasantly surprised to see if Taysom Hill does do good, but I just don't think he'll do good. Um, that's not anti-Saints bias at all. Let's look at the numbers. Sorry, Andrew. I don't care. I think it's going to be very interesting to watch, uh, even think, if he does do bad. Be, you think it's going to be a close game too? Uh, yeah, I mean, the Saints always find a way to ruin themselves over the Falcons. They've, I don't know what the Falcons do. I mean, exactly. the, these Falcons games against the Saints, they've been so weird. You've had a couple of yeah. in this time span. I mean, just it's it's strange. So we'll see what happens. But I'm taking the points with Atlanta plus four. Yeah. All right, so now let's get to our fantasy plays of a week. Jack, you can go first. All right. The quarterback fantasy play of the week is going to be Ben Roethlisberger because Pittsburgh's undefeated. Their offense is rolling, and the Jaguars have allowed an average of 30 points per game. 
So those are all factors that are going to lead to Big Ben having a big week on Sunday. <laughs> all right. Who's got the running? I'm laughing at you, Jack. Running backs. Running back? Ryan, go. I'm Jesus. going. Chill. Give him a so, second. My running back. Fantasy pick of the week. Also, sorry, sorry, Brian. Guys, sorry, guys. I'm sorry. My emotions were. <laughs> oh my god! Just let the man go, Michael. I'm sorry, guys. I chose Aaron Jones last week. He had 13 points. I'm sorry. This week, I'll do better. I choose Mike Davis. Why? McCaffrey's out. So we know Mike Davis will be getting most of the st- will be in the starting lineup and getting most of the carries. But also, they're going against the Detroit Lions. Anyone playing against the Detroit Lions is basically a must-start in any league. And with Mike Davis having done pretty well in the what's the word in the prior weeks without McCaffrey, I think we can trust him to do at least above 16 points this week, possibly even a 20-plus uh, point week. For him, twenty-plus point week for him. All right, that's a really good pick. Who's got the wide receivers? Brilliant. Uh, yeah, I picked Chase Claypool. Uh, same reason as Jack. Their Steelers are undefeated. Their offense is absolutely uh, on fire right now. Ben looks better than he ever has. Uh, let's be honest here. And um, they play the Jaguars, so they also plays just play C.J. Henderson on IR. So, yeah, Claypool is probably going to get a backup corner. Um, and just being as physical as he is, I think he'll have a big game. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, who's got the tight ends? <laughs> uh, so, my tight end of the <laughs> week is Taysom t- Hill. Uh, I don't know uh, if that so- counts, but... Yeah, Did you say Taysom Hill? Aiden? Yeah, no, he listed as a tight end. No, he meant. Before he listed, he's listed fantasy as a tight football. End. He's listed as right, a tight end, did, yeah, did he, which okay. makes him easily the best tight end talk. play because he's playing talk. quarterback. This, this is, is the greatest talk. tight end of all time. For <laughs> Shut up. Let me talk. All right, so let him talk. Let him him as a QB and a tight end, so you can put him in your flex spot or your tight end spot, and still get the points of the QB. So, ESPN was talking about changing it though. So you know. Be on the look for that, but Taysom Hill is my tight end of the week, even though he's not a real tight end. Good pick, right. good pick, Aiden. I agree. With and you. um, last week yeah, we got the, we got the defense. Um, last week I was ice cold on the defense, and not expect um Daniel Jones to score that many. <laughs> Obviously, he's, just a, he's such a running threat, man. I mean, yeah, best running quarterback in the league. And so um, the defense, this will be a um, this will be a um, bounce back week for me. So um, the defense will be the Dolphins' defense against the Broncos. Miami's defense has been extremely good this season, as we talked about earlier. They're um, the fourth best defense. Um, Drew Locke. I mean, if Drew Locke never did that rap on the sideline, would we be talking about him as a good quarterback? Really? Because I mean, if you, I'm. Yeah, he hasn't been that. No, good. I think he wouldn't be. He wouldn't be as talked about if he didn't do that. But he's no still like he got talent. Good. He's injured, but he's, he's just cocky, he's and everybody good. likes that. I don't think he's that good, to be honest. Oh, I hate it so much. Yeah. I mean, Personal. Anyways. Personal. 
because you know cocky Drew Locke's offense sucked. They're twentieth. They're twenty-sixth in yards and twenty-eighth in points. So good, good job, Drew Locke. I know. Do you Jeff, call him cocky Locky? I know. I, <laughs> I know Jeff Driscoll and um, um, who is the other one on that Thursday night game? Brent Rippin. Uh, I know those two started a couple games, but um, Drew Locke. He also has been the quarterback. So um, 26th in yards and I'm um, 28th in points. Not good. I'll take Miami's defense this week in a heartbeat. So, um, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I agree with you with Big Ben. That was a good pick. Good pick. Thanks. Resilient player. So um, let's get to our week 11 Preview. Now, before that, just some quick NBA news. Jason Tatum has signed a five-year, $163 million extension with the Boston Celtics, keeping wow. him there for the foreseeable future. So, That's a whole lot of money. All right. Good player. So, and I got another one. The Lakers, Clippers, and Mavericks are among the teams showing interest in Jay Crowder. And um, the Lakers also um, signed Wesley Matthews earlier today. All and good moves by the They traded for um, Dennis Schroeder. So they basically replaced Rondo with Schroeder and Danny Green with Wesley Matthews. I'd call that an upgrade. And now let's get to our Week 11 preview, guys. Let's go. All right, first up, we got the Titans at the Ravens. Battle of two six and three teams. The Titans are traveling to Baltimore to play the Ravens. They're both coming off of primetime losses. Baltimore on Sunday night and Tennessee last Thursday. Um, both teams are looking to bounce back from that and get a win. All right. Um, let's go to um, Aiden. Steelers game. Okay. Oh. All right. So the 9 0 Steelers travel to Jacksonville to take on the 1 8 Jaguars. The Jaguars coming off a decent game against Green Bay. And I look to keep it close with Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh is currently 10 point favorite, but I think they won by more. All right. Andrew. Um, sorry, hold on. All right, I'll go. Eagles. Okay, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm going, I'm going. I'm going. Okay. Jesus. I was so All right. Uh, the four and five Lions face go to uh, Carolina to play the three and seven Panthers. Two offenses absolutely decimated by injuries. Um, Panthers are without CMC and potentially without Bridgewater, and Lions are without DeAndre Swift, Kenny Galli, and Danny Amendola, and potentially without Matthew Stafford. So this game is going to be won by defense for sure. So, in the one o'clock spot, we have the Patriots which are four and five at the Texans, which are two and seven. Here we see two teams that have severely fallen from their, from their 2019, 2020 season statistics. But with the Pats coming off an important win against the Ravens, this could be the start of a turnaround for them. And they look to win another one against the falling Texans. All right. So for me, I got the Eagles at the Browns. The three, five and one NFC least leading Eagles travel to the North to Cleveland to face the six and three Browns. A clash of an underperforming team and an overperforming team. 
Aiden. Oh, it's my turn. Aiden. What game? Yeah. Duncan saves. together, Aiden. Come on, get off your phone. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So Dismiss three two and cues. Can't get off the phone. This is all right. So the three and six Falcons travel to the Superdome to take on the seven and two Saints for the current two seed in the NFC. The Falcons are coming in after their bye week, and the Saints are coming on off a game against San Francisco. The Saints will be without Drew Brees, and Taysom Hill will be the starter. Mm-hmm. See, we'll see what Taysom Hill can do if he's worth his money. Which is a lot. Okay, Next, we have the two six and one Bengals at the two and seven Washington football team. Uh, two members of, like Michael said, the NFC least worst division in football. Uh, Joe Burrow looking to generate anything, absolutely anything, on offense. While Alex Smith looks to uh, bring bring the football team together for the first win under his uh, under his start. Mm-hmm. In the 4.05 Eastern time spot, we have the New York Jets at 0-9 and, and, and the Los Angeles Chargers at 2-7. and seven. This should be an easy one for the Chargers as the Jets continue their tankathon, but it's the Chargers. They could lose this. They really could. Anyone could lose this. This is anyone's game to lose. So, who knows? Why do you have to sound so formal? What's going to happen? He's so excited for them to lose. The Dolphins and the Broncos. So the surprisingly well-off six and three Dolphins travel to Mile High Denver to play the three and six Broncos, where Tua Tagovailoa is looking to continue his streak of being undefeated as a starter in Miami. All right. Now we've got the um, NFC Leeds Cowboys traveling up to Minnesota. The face the Vikings, who are slowly emerging as a playoff team, could be a playoff team. We'll see. We'll see if they'll keep this run going and keep letting letting Dalvin Cook cook. All right. So the Chiefs, the eight one Chiefs, travel to Vegas to take on the six and three Raiders. Last time these two met, the Vegas won 40-32. The Chiefs will look to knock off the Raiders in prime time on Sunday night. But this season series. All right. Next, we got the six and three Rams going to uh, Tampa to play this seven and three Bucks. This is going to be a very good game. I think that the with the Bucks, very uh, talented uh, receiving core against the Rams, very stacked defense. This is going to be a very good game. I really, I really like to see Mike Evans against Jalen Ramsey. That's going to be a very good matchup. And, uh, and Brady and the Bucks just look to get another win and uh, move up in the division. Wow, Goff and the Rams look to also move up in their division. Uh, the hardest in the NFL, the NFC West. So America's game of the week at four o'clock is gonna be the Packers at Indianapolis Colts. And the seven and two Packers are gonna play the six and three Colts in a battle of Two veteran quarterbacks who are both kind of having a comeback year, I guess you would say. Philip Rivers in Indianapolis after leaving the Chargers, and Aaron Rodgers is having one of his best statistical years in Green Bay. I think the Colts are going to run all over the Packers. Jonathan Taylor and the Hines all over the place.
So, speaking of what we think, let's get to our locks of the week. Let's go over um, the standings for the lock of the week. Both Jack and Brian are at the bottom okay. of the standings. Both at 0-1. Brian, for some reason, took the Washington football team in a game. And then Jack wrongly got the rake over the Patriots. So um, I guess we'll start with our two losers. Um, Brian, you can go. You know who I'm going to pick? <clears throat> the Packers. Against the Colts. This has more to say about the fact that I believe in Aaron Rodgers than I do the Colts. And also, I feel like one team has to win, so if I take a 50-50 really? chance, really? I probably won't lose and That's go home, hard. too. So, you know. Gotta That's hedge a bad way to do it. Yeah. Alright, Jack. That's an interesting way to think about it. I am an interesting person. Not really. I guess. Not really. You guys don't know me. Okay, okay. Now you sit with girls. So, okay, anyway. Anyway. Okay, that's great. So my lock of the week is the Dolphins. I think that the Dolphins are legit. They've won like four in a row. And two has looked really good as their starting quarterback. And I think that the Broncos are not legit. Drew Locke threw four picks last week. Four picks oh. last week. And the Dolphins' defense has been really good, so I feel like that combination is really good for the Dolphins, and they're going to win this week. All right, let's get to Aiden. All right, my lock of the week is the Steelers over the Jaguars. I I think it's pretty obvious because the Jaguars are awful. The Pittsburgh is undefeated. And I think the Steelers definitely cover the 10 points easily. That's my lock of the week. Oh, so your lock isn't right winner? You're doing spread? Yeah. Okay, so you're doing okay, you're doing steel. No, what was I supposed to do? Okay, you can no, you can you It's can, winner. Can, it's just winner. It's winner, it's just winner. It's no, it's fine. He chose he no, he chose spread. He chose spread. <laughs> I think he meant winner. No, no, I it's like, you want with the spread. Do you want to go with the spread? spread? Yeah, I want the spread. Okay. Right, well, I feel like we should okay. What is it? It's Steelers right, 10 and a half? I'll fix it next week. Steelers 10 and a half? Yeah, 10. 10, okay. It's 10. Okay, let's get to um Andrew. Uh, my lock is going to be the Chargers over the Jets. I mean, um, it's pretty obvious. I think the Chargers can't afford to keep losing games. Um, Justin Herbert just has too much. They just have too much talent, honestly, on offense. Um, and the Jets are absolutely atrocious. They're you know, quite possibly one of the worst uh, un, undef- unwinnable winless. They call winless. it winless. <laughs> winless team ever. Um, I think they're going to go in 16, and I think the yeah, I think I locked down the charges on this one. And then for the last lock, I've got the Browns over the Eagles. Um, the Eagles are awful. They can't even win the games they're supposed to Supposed to win. They tied against the Bengals. They lost to the Giants and the football team. This team is atrocious. So I think the Browns are going to win. So um, that's that. So um, thank you to the people who are still listening right now. Um, There's probably no one. We um, don't know why we're still listening. 
I don't we'll know why you would still be listening. We deeply appreciate it. We know Will's going to be listening this episode. Yeah, he has a Wi-Fi. Hopefully, his Wi-Fi gets <laughs> yeah, fixed. Yeah, we can. Um, next to. next week we will have two episodes. We're going to have a Thanksgiving special that is going up Thanksgiving. Then we'll have our regular pod. So stay tuned. Um, we will get better, right? Maybe we will. Maybe yeah. It's a guarantee, remember, Jack? It's a, high, it's a guarantee. It's a guarantee, and then they lost. But yeah, it's, I, guar- <laughs> it's, I guarantee we'll get better. We're slowly, we're slowly getting there. It was a little disorganized today. Not going to name names, but some people weren't. <laughs> some people you. just didn't know what they were talking about. Some people didn't know what they were talking about. Um, some, some people, people were on their phone the whole time, too. thrown at their telephone poles. <laughs> so all of those things seem very targeted but go on okay <laughs> specifically naming what happened mm-hmm. okay I'll, I'll i'll list some positives you want me to list some positives yep sir i think we're yeah. done no we felt okay. positive. aiden aiden was on the zoom call today so thank you positive there's a positive um another positive um we've gotten to our second episode um that's a positive right this one won't get pilot. taken down for Still copyright. <laughs> yeah, make sure not even copyright stuff. Yes, so Michael. I'll address Michael. that. Okay, so I used music at the end of the podcast, which I used the whole three-minute song. Yeah, um, like, uh, I don't know what you thought was going to happen. you can't use that, but I got multiple compliments from people saying they really enjoyed the music. You know, Patrick said he, 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 he listened for the music. So... He listened for it for the music. Yeah, so. Just play snippets or something. I, 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 I got it all figured out. So okay. our loyal listeners won't have to worry about another shutdown again. So um, thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll have Will on next episode for Thanksgiving. Hopefully. We can't Hopefully. guarantee we that. We can't make any promises. That's not a lot. That's not a lot. We can't make any promises on that one. But um, anything else? Anybody got something to say? No. I'm good. I think. It was a great Thanksgiving I, I break, mean, uh, guys. Brian, Brian, do you have anything to say surrounding your Apologies. Uh, surrounding what? The controversy. Table. You, you can apologize to John Bork, too, because you also left him. <laughs> Bro, it's okay. If we're going to be left. completely honest right now, I have no regrets. Wow. <laughs> okay. That, that's disrespectful. <laughs> Uh, That's extremely disrespectful. Thank you, everybody, and God bless.